Today is Monday, March 20th, 2023. Will Donald Trump be arrested tomorrow? We have done all of the research, spoken to all of the experts, and we will break down exactly what is happening to your favorite president. House Oversight Committee says there could be 11 or more Biden deals with the Chinese Communist Bank. When the hell are they going to put cuffs on Joe Biden and Rich Barris, the best pollster in America, joins the show to break down what this means for 2024. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Do you believe that the economy is being run correctly, ladies and gentlemen? To start off the show here, let me tell you a little bit about Credit Suisse, another bank, one of the largest in the world, a bank that was worth $70 billion, went into liquidation sale this weekend. A bank that was worth $70 billion in 2016 was just sold for $2 billion. And what does that tell you about a fiat currency? What does that tell you about the people who are in charge of our economy? Uh, They're not smart individuals. Let me encourage you right now more than ever to consider diversifying your life savings with gold and precious metals. I certainly do this, and I believe that it is a smart strategy, a hedge against some imbeciles who run our country and our financial system, ladies and gentlemen. Protect your money with my friends at Allegiance Gold. They have the highest rating in the industry, an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA and 401k with physical gold and silver. You can have it delivered to your doorstep. Put it in your safe, hold it in your hot little hands, and watch it increase in value. Because gold and silver are the only assets that increase in value in spite of the federal government. Right now, get up to $5,000 with free silver and a qualifying investment when you visit protectwithbenny.com or call 844-66-BENNY. Protectwithbenny.com. Protecting our republic, ladies and gentlemen, what is the difference between our nation and let's say the Congo, between our nation and let's say a kleptocracy in the Middle East? The difference is that there are rules, there are norms, and there is process. There is the rule of law and there is blind justice. Justice should be blind because it doesn't matter if you've ever R or D behind your name. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, rich or poor. Well, The rules of justice apply equally, or so we were told. This weekend, we had that illusion shattered into a thousand billion pieces when Donald Trump announced that he would be arrested. Now, we only went live this weekend, and we went live instantly. After Donald Trump put up on Truth Social, he's going to be arrested Tuesday. We went live, and we wanted to inform you on Saturday morning about what was going on. But it didn't give us a lot of time to research why. And what is happening? And we wish we had had that time. Sometimes in the breaking news industry, you just got to go, right? You just got to throw it up against the wall. We're here for you. We want to make sure that we give you all the information that we have at the time. In the next 48 hours, we've been able to sit and research and call and figure out exactly what's really going on here. And it's worse than you thought. I'm sorry to report. It's far worse than you thought. And the system collapse that will occur if they actually put Donald Trump in handcuffs will mean potentially the end of this country because it will mean the total and complete breaking of the last shred of dignity that we have in this nation that you have the same rule for everyone, that there's no oligarchy here and that the power in charge is strong enough and run by the people and not run by a corrupt group of goblins who just wish to use their power in the moment to put their political enemies in jail. Because that's what happens all throughout Africa, that happens all throughout South America, that happens all throughout the Middle East. 
That happens in Russia. Isn't it amazing? Russia, Russia, Russia. Vladimir Putin's locking up his political enemies. Oh, throw Donald Trump in jail. For what? Okay. So we're going to break it all down. We've done the research. We've spoken with the experts. We've spoken with lawyers. And now we know what's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to have your entire mind blown. First off, this was the initial news that broke on Saturday that caused us to get in our car and break the speed limit, come into the studio so we could go live, so we could talk through this news as it was breaking, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump in handcuffs? Fox News uh, absolutely shattered the world on Saturday morning when they broadcast this. We are learning that the Manhattan DA's office has asked for a meeting with law enforcement ahead of a potential Trump indictment. This is coming to Fox News from a source in the courts. The meeting, which was requested yesterday and has not been set yet, is to discuss logistics for some time next week, which would mean that they are anticipating an indictment next week. The same source who's familiar with the planning said they will go over security preparations in and around the courthouse in lower Manhattan. Secret Service will take the lead in what they will allow or will not allow. The source cautioned, mentioning, for instance, that the decision to handcuff the president, a former president, or not, they will set the tone and will escort him into the courtroom. There will be coordination between all of us, the source said, but we will defer to the Secret Service. The battle will be between Secret Service and DA Alvin Bragg. They will decide how and when he'll get into the building and they are not going to leave him. So ladies and gentlemen, our favorite political commentator, somebody who we trust implicitly on issues like this is Jonathan Turley. So Fox News broadcast that, again, that went viral, ping pong balled all around the internet off of our Twitter account and off of many other accounts. And Fox News, of course, John Roberts, they're nearly kept coughing, <coughs> say like whether they're going to handcuff Donald Trump. Even John Roberts, their straight news reporters like, what the hell is going on here? They're going to handcuff Trump? They're making that determination right now? What's going on here exactly? Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, they are potentially going to handcuff Donald Trump. Jonathan Turley saying this is a on its face political persecution. Go. What uh, most people can objectively say about this uh, potential indictment is that it's based on very little law and a lot of politics. You know, there's that old joke of a doctor telling his patient, you're not paranoid because people really are out to get you. Uh, you know, the same can't be true in the sense of Donald Trump's complaints about the politicalization or weaponization of the criminal justice system. This is a political prosecution, in my view. And you don't have to really venture very far to reach that conclusion. If you look at how this case uh, came about, uh, it's rather obviously political. You know, the predecessor of Brad did not, Bragg did not pursue this case. Uh, the Department of Justice did not pursue the underlying federal election violation. The chairman of the FEC, election experts have all said that this is an exceptionally weak theory. And yet Bragg, who threw a flag on this case, um, decided to go forward after his prosecutors resigned. And one of them wrote what I thought was a very unprofessional book, uh, detailing the case against an individual who hasn't been charged, let alone convicted. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we spoke with two members of Congress, four lawyers and one legal scholar who's currently a law professor this weekend. I was on my phone all weekend 
trying to get to the actual core of what they are going to charge Donald Trump with. What the hell is going on here? So it all stems back to campaign finance law that you cannot use your own personal money on your own campaign, right? So you have to have campaign cash and then you have to have personal cash, right? So if you were a billionaire and you wanted to run for a campaign, there's a big, long, complicated system upon which you could fund yourself, but you have to go through the system. You have to declare things to be campaign funds. You have to really carve up all of your finances. Think about your bank account. You have to carve it all up into a very specific pot of cash that you're going to use to run for office. That's how our system works. And the core of this issue is a payment that Donald Trump made to somebody lovingly known as Horseface. So Donald Trump uh, paid a woman named Stormy Daniels, uh, who he calls Horseface, this tweet from October 16th, 2018, federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels' lawsuit versus Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees. Great, now I can go after Horseface and her third-rate lawyer uh, in the great state of Texas. So this is the tweet from Donald Trump announcing that the defamation lawsuit that Stormy Daniels brought against him, uh, he had won. She had lost. Now, Stormy Daniels is a stripper and a uh, porn star, I guess, using the term star lightly. Uh, and she has out and out denied ever having a, an affair with Donald Trump. So both parties deny that this ever happened. But there is something called a nuisance lawsuit. And a nuisance lawsuit is when rich and powerful people uh, bump into you at a coffee. Brad Pitt bumps into you in the Starbucks line and you say that you're hurt and you sue Brad Pitt and he settles for you out of court. He gives you some cash just to go away. This happens all the time to rich and powerful and famous people. And this is what Stormy Daniels was doing to Donald Trump. Stormy Daniels said that she had an affair with Donald Trump so that Donald Trump would pay her and, 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 and then she would go away. And this actually happens all the time. You sign an NDA and 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 that and and that goes on. Again, both of them are on the public record of denying that this ever happened. But nonetheless, before he ran for president, Donald Trump uh, signed, I think it was one hundred fifty thousand dollars for this lady to just go away. Nuisance lawsuit, right? Michael Avenatti uses this as an opportunity to sue Donald Trump. Now, you of course remember Michael Avenatti. You remember how disgraced this man is? And he lost. Stormy Daniels actually had to pay $300,000 to Donald Trump for losing this. Now, this is the recompensation for Donald Trump's legal fees. This is why Donald Trump, while well, Donald Trump was president. Not only that, Michael Avenatti, the man who CNN said might be the next president of the United States, may run for president against Donald Trump. The guy who told The View that all of his fantasies involve handcuffs, that guy's in prison now for 14 years. Michael Avenatti is in federal jail, losing multiple court cases because he defrauded his clients. Michael Avenatti, the California lawyer who took on President Trump, was sentenced Thursday to four years in prison for defrauding the best-known former client, porn star Stormy Daniels. So really, it's all the best people coming against Donald Trump here. So here's what they're saying. This is the legal case. We've done the research. Here's what the lawyers tell us. The legal case is that when Donald Trump paid off Stormy Daniels to just shut up that he broke campaign finance law because that wasn't done through campaign cash and that was considered helpful to his presidential campaign. That's it. That's the case. Now, that might seem like super weak beer to you, <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, it's worse than you thought, as ever. You see, Bill Clinton did the exact same thing here for a woman that he actually had an affair with. 
a lady's name, Paula Jones. Some of you in the audience that is that are slightly more seasoned in your political knowledge and news might recall that Bill Clinton paid Paula Jones not $100,000, but nearly a million dollars. This from the New York Times. Clinton settles Jones' lawsuit with a check for 850,000 bucks. And that's while Bill Clinton was president. Huh? Oh, okay. So Bill Clinton's currently president. Now that seems like a, this seems like a political campaign contribution, right? Because the guy's currently president. Donald Trump paid off Stormy Daniels before he was president and before he was running for president. So how that, when they're talking about legal theory here, that's what they mean. Bill Clinton literally had an affair with this lady, cheated on his wife with Paula Jones and I don't know, four dozen, five dozen other women. That's before Epstein Island. And Bill Clinton ain't in handcuffs, is he? Bill Clinton's allowed to wander around in the words of Colin Powell, according to Colin Powell's own emails, dicking bimbos. Fact, look it up. All throughout the Upper East Side. That's where Bill Clinton is today. Free as a bird. Going to Epstein's Island 40 times. Doesn't matter. Free as a bird. Come on, let's go raise some more money for the Clinton Foundation. Dan Bongino made this point this weekend, and it's a great point. That Bill Clinton not only did this, but did it on the record. And what happened to him? Watch. Donald Trump is being accused of something he denies that didn't even involve his time as the presidency in the presidency that Bill Clinton admitted to doing in the White House while he was the president of the United States. Is Bill Clinton in handcuffs? So, no, Bill Clinton was just fined for this. Is Bill Clinton in handcuffs? Nope. You know, what's interesting about the Clintons is that, um, you know, if Bill's doing it, Hill's doing it. So Hill Dog actually did this as well. Hillary Clinton got fined, actually. The FEC fined Hillary Clinton for funding the Clinton dossier, the Steele dossier, as it's better known. The Donald Trump pees on prostitutes and so on and so forth, made up garbage, nonsense, fan fiction, fever dream garbage, smut from the back shelf of a truck stop. Hillary Clinton funded that with campaign cash. Now, she didn't declare that. And so Hillary Clinton actually had to pay a fine. She didn't go to jail. No, no, no. Hillary Clinton had to pay, I don't know, a couple bucks to the FEC. One million dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, the Clinton campaign reported expenses of $200 for this, but it was actually costing them more than one million dollars. So she had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines to the FEC for campaign funds for the payment and creation of the PP dossier, the debunked hoax dossier. Ladies and gentlemen, it continues. Who else does this kind of stuff? Well, Barack Obama, of course. This from US News and World Report, the Obama campaign broke the law on millions in undisclosed donations, paid massive fines. It was never talked about again. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Barack Obama presidential campaign has been fined $375,000 by the Federal Election Commission for violating Federal disclosure laws, an FBC audit of the Obama campaign from 2008 shows that he failed to disclose millions of dollars. Wait a second. Donald Trump paid Stormy Daniels as a, and by the way, this is a very normal pursuit payment, nuisance lawsuit payment. This happens all the time to celebrities. You want to know why celebrities don't go out in public a lot? Well, this is part of it. Again, 
if you park, if you parallel park the wrong way and somebody sees it, they can sue you and get money and extort you. This is just what happens to rich and famous people. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump had every right to settle that and has probably settled a ton of those, but it was for $100,000. The FEC said Obama campaign failed to disclose millions of dollars, 1,300 large donations. They failed to disclose them. This accounted for $1.9 million. Huh? And this was while Obama was campaigning. This is while Hillary Clinton was campaigning. This is while Bill Clinton was campaigning. Where the hell are the handcuffs for those people? And more importantly, as it pertains to women and the treatment of women, this is Stormy Daniels saying she never had an affair with Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump saying he never had an affair with Horseface. But who did sexually abuse women? Well, Bill Clinton did, but so did our current resident inside of an oval-shaped office on 1600 Avenue. Tara Reid is a former Joe Biden staffer who says that Joe Biden did all manner of unspeakable things. We can't even describe it to you on this channel. Probably get the episode ripped down. Uh, you can go ahead and read the testimony. Joe Biden, uh, according to Tara Reid, did horrendous, look repulsive, reptilian things to this woman while she was working for him, and nothing happened. Tara Reid tweeting, I'm not a porn star, nor did I receive any hush money. Joe Biden didn't pay her a bloody set. Joe Biden got her fired, in fact, after she didn't acquiesce to his approaches. Joe Biden sexually assaulted me in 1993. To date, no investigation, no, nothing but media attacks and trolls aimed at me. I'm again asking for an investigation. Thanks. Maybe it's time to book Tara Reid for this show. Would sure like to hear what she has to say about this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is such a weak case. This is such a repulsive, destructive thing to do that federal prosecutors have dropped this case. State prosecutors have dropped this case. Every court system that has seen this case has decided in favor of Donald Trump. Stormy Daniels has to pay $300,000 to Donald Trump because a court already found him innocent of this. When we looked into this, it made our blood boil. And not only that, there's also a statute of limitations. The statute of limitations inside the legal system is a pretty set precedent. If something happened to you and it was over five years old, you're going to have a very hard time. And you haven't brought legal action. You're going to have a very hard time proving that this is something that's currently damaging you today. If anyone in the criminal defense will tell you, you have to act and act fast. You have to prove damages immediately. You can't sit around and wait 40, 50 years. And right now, you are well outside of the statute of limitations for them to do this against Trump. This is an important and sort of bona fide legal theory here that Jonathan Turley is continuing to bring up. He's right. Watch. Uh, so it's possible that this could go to trial, but it's going to have serious problems uh, on appeal. I think yeah. that I'm not even convinced that Bragg has not run out of time. I think there are some very significant questions whether the statute of limitations has already run on these claims. Because the statute of limitations is what, five years? Well, it's two years on the misdemeanor. What he's trying to do uh, is to fold in the federal violation to kick this up to a felony and get that five-year uh, uh, period. That linkage itself could be challenged, but I'm not even sure he's moving within five years. This occurred seven years ago. So just to summarize here, they're bringing charges against Donald Trump for paying off a nuisance lawsuit that 
was from a porn star who has openly admitted that she never had an affair with Donald Trump. It was all predicated on a lie. She actually owes Donald Trump $300,000. Her attorney is in federal jail and federal prison right now for lying and defrauding her. Every single legal court system has denied this ever happened and has awarded Donald Trump money for these people trying to bring these charges against him. The feds have laughed this case off. The DOJ has laughed this case off. Federal courts have laughed this case off. State courts have laughed this case off or ordered, ladies and gentlemen, the defendants to pay Donald Trump. Now you get to the George Soros prosecutor, Alvin Bragg, inside of New York, the district attorney in New York, finally falls to him. And that's the person, the dumpster fire of a human these scum funded by foreign billionaires who this should be completely and utterly illegal. Who's finally bringing this up. So there's your summary of what's actually happening to Donald Trump. Now, let me add an addendum that Barack Obama, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton have all done these things times 10,000. And they ain't in handcuffs, are they? Joe Biden has done these things and he's not even getting investigated. So in case you're wondering how perilous our system is and how close we are, ladies and gentlemen, to complete and total collapse. Now, John Ratcliffe, somebody who served as the director of national intelligence for Donald Trump, was saying there's no coincidences here. They're clearly using this as a political execution for Donald Trump. That's what's happening here. Watch. This is this is so incredibly disturbing. Do you think there's a coincidence that as soon as James Comer comes out and exposes those bank records that suddenly Trump is going to be indicted? I mean, you're just talking about this soft approach from Joe Biden to China. We're constantly asking why? Why not protect America? Is it a coincidence now that Trump is going to get indicted on Tuesday after these bank records were revealed last week? Well, I don't really uh, believe much in coincidences. And so I do think that they're, um, you know, I, I think that it's important what uh, Congressman Comer is doing. And it's it's a way for the American people to really find out what's happening. Um, and, you know, I hope that that effort continues. I think that it will. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is some major, major problems with our country right now. People are aware that this is a distraction technique. The banks are collapsing. The financial institutions are collapsing. Joe Biden's approval ratings are collapsing. Go check in on them. They know that they have lost. They are being destroyed. And while the system crumbles around them, what they're going to do is they're going to start lashing out. And this is a lash out. Trust me, this is not a position of power and strength that they are in. This is a position of weakness, just like a rabid animal that's been backed into a corner. They're going to do everything they can to, they know that they are lost. They know that they are captured. And so now they're going to do everything that they can to lash out at the people around them. On Friday, we broke the news that Joe Biden has multiple payments from the communist Chinese. Joe Biden is a liar. Joe Biden has lied on the record. He went out from the White House and lied again. Bank of America records showing millions from the Chinese funneling into his accounts, being distributed and laundered through his family. And Joe Biden sits there and lies. Elon Musk, who is no huge 
MAGA fan, right? He doesn't claim to be MAGA. Is straight up saying Trump's going to win in a landslide here, ladies and gentlemen. If this happens, Trump will be reelected in a landslide. That coming from the richest, most powerful man in the world. But I think that he has more followers than Barack Obama now. Elon Musk now the most followed person on planet Earth, surpassing Barack Obama, saying uh, Trump's going to win in a landslide here. And also going hard against the district attorneys from George Soros. Shocking how this is even allowed. Republican Congress, let's buckle up. Let's ban foreign billionaires from interfering in our election. This seems like a normal thing to do. Saying that Soros DAs, man, uh, are absolutely destroying our political system. Elon Musk here talking about the uh, the district attorneys uh, from George Soros, cat turd saying corrupt New York district attorney Alvin Bragg receiving $1 million from the Soros from Soros in his election. Corrupt New York City district attorney Alvin Bragg received $1 million from George Soros in his election for New York City. Soros figured out a clever arbitrage opportunity. Many small political contests, such as district attorneys and judges, have much higher impact per dollar spent than big races. So it's easier to sway the outcome. That's the game, ladies and gentlemen. This is the game. Now, I am broadcasting to you from Tampa, Florida, where we had to get our district attorney, who wouldn't enforce the law here, literally ripped from office by the governor because he was breaking state law. That's how bad things got here. And Tampa's a nice place. I like Tampa. There's a lot, a lot of law and order here. The former police chief is the mayor. Like, I like Tampa. But that's how bad it can get even here in the Sunshine State. Lauren Boebert saying this is their only hope of beating Trump in 2024. This is it. It's ridiculous that Hillary Clinton and others walk without a care in the world. And what she's referring to there is the fact that Hillary Clinton violated this same law, but times 20,000. While President Trump is put through hell on earth, the Democrats know they won't be able to beat our ideas at the ballot box in 24. This is their only hope. This is called lawfare. Lawfare is attempting to remove your opponents from running against you by putting them in prison. It happens inside of third world dictatorships. It happens all around the planet inside of failed societies. And so you got to ask yourself, are we living inside of a failed society? We're going to get to Donald Trump's comments on this in just a moment and Donald Trump's campaign potentially walking this back. And what I actually think is really going on here, will they really perp walk Donald Trump? They're putting up barricades right now in New York. So we shall see. Ladies and gentlemen, if all of this gives you a little bit of a shaky feeling about the people in charge and our country and our markets and our systems, well, you would be in uh, good company because nobody feels really confident right now in the American system. And this is a final lash out from the people who think they're in charge and the elites who think they're in charge. And they're going to take down the country with them. We got to fight. And we got to fight now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching Wall Street and how they've been acting with their finances, it will uh, be very clear to see that Wall Street is just essentially a casino. Now, you've been told your entire life to max out your 401k to Wall Street, but that's really just rolling your dice inside of a casino, and you're using your hard-earned savings to do it. The only thing Wall Street guarantees is that they will always get paid, and you, if you win or lose, well, you might not. So stop letting the casino control your future. There's a better way to grow your nest egg. Bank on yourself is a guaranteed and predictable way to grow your hard-earned money. This retirement plan is an alternative that gives you 100% control of your money, and it's tax-free into retirement. Bank on yourself is guaranteed predictable growth in retirement income. No luck, skill, or guesswork required. Your plan doesn't go backwards when the markets tumble. Your principal and your growth are locked in. 
It's tax-free retirement income. You'll know your own tax rate and your retirement. It will be zero under the current tax law. This protects you from an oncoming tax tsunami because that's exactly what they're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. You're in control. Bank on yourself gives you access to your money. Now, get a free report with all the details on Bank on Yourself and their strategy, guaranteed and predictability and tax savings, ladies and gentlemen, to control your financial future. Go to bankonyourself.com slash Benny, bankonyourself.com slash Benny to bank on yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, they're banking on trying to take down Donald Trump with these insane allegations. Now, these allegations are obviously and in the empirical, like the lens of a legal theory to look at these allegations and to turn them into actual felony charges. By the way, these are misdemeanor charges, even on their face, is insane. And Donald Trump is saying so on Truth Social. Donald Trump talking about Alvin Bragg on Truth Social here, uh, saying that Alvin Bragg first attained office. He made it very clear that like many other prosecutors, there's no case against Donald Trump. Then the Biden administration, the Democrats and fake news began to push him and push him and push him. These Marxists are destroying our country. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump has been talking uh, very loudly on Truth Social. We hope that Donald Trump hopped back on Twitter. He hopped back on Facebook on Friday because you need to push back against the people who are actually running uh, these false narratives against you. One of those people is Donald Trump's former lawyer. Uh, His name is Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen was on TV. He's one of the people who are being asked essentially to testify against Donald Trump. Uh, Michael Cohen had to face various criminal charges because of his work for Donald Trump. Michael Cohen has been broken by the system, and now he is testifying against Donald Trump. Here's what he had to say this weekend. Probably him. This is exactly him reacting to information that he has and not leaks, as he would like to say, by the district attorney's office. There is no leaks coming out of the DA's office. That I can tell you for sure. This is all coming out of Trump camp. And I'll tell you something else about when I read that uh, that post. It's eerily similar to the battle cry that he put out just prior to the January 6th insurrection, you know, uh, especially including the call, you know, for protest. So let me tell you from my perspective, what's happening here is they're going to try and to wrap any protest of this uh, absolute garbage potential indictment of Donald Trump into a January 6th narrative. Donald Trump said to go protest this weekend to uh, our knowledge. And based on our reading of the news, there has not been any mass protest just yet. That uh, has not stopped New York City from battening down the hatches and mobilizing 700 disorder control riot cops ahead of the ex-president's possible arrest. MAGA supporters descend on Trump Tower. They are putting up barricades Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, potential of there to be disruption in the streets. So let me start by saying this. It's a trap. Okay, it's a trap. Don't walk in to the trap. It's always been a trap. They wish to trap you. There are ways to protest that doesn't that do not involve taking to the streets. There are far more powerful ways to protest And far more damaging ways to protest. Jack Posobiec, who we were speaking with this weekend, 
calling on the red flu for people to just not show up at work. Maybe all the truckers stop driving their trucks. Maybe the um, union workers or welders or plumbers just stop showing up to work. There are various ways to protest. Uh, we're not going to get endorse. Uh, we're not going to endorse anything just yet because we want to kind of see how this plays out. But they are preparing to rewrite their January 6th narrative. They've lost the narrative on January 6th. Tucker Carlson blasted massive holes in the hull of that ship. It's now at the bottom of the ocean. That narrative has sunk to the very bottom of the sea. Don't give them the narrative again. What is happening to Donald Trump is evil and it is wrong. But do not give them the iconography and the images that they so desperately, cravenly, demonically want. They want you to behave illegally. They want you to behave badly. Do not do it. Hooliganism will not solve this. What will solve this is the execution of power, the stripping and ripping of power from them. That's what caused them to go insane and batshit in the first place is the fact that Donald Trump won. You want to really stick it to these people. It's about showing up, voting and winning, removing them from power. They're setting up barricades in New York, hoping to get this narrative set once more. Ladies and gentlemen, watch. So they're ready. They're ready, ladies and gentlemen. The last time that uh, MAGA descended on New York City, this uh, this is what it looked like. It was actually wild. This was a uh, MAGA pro. Uh, this was like a MAGA uh, 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 like they can't do the boat parades like they have here in Florida. So what they did was they did like a, a like a MAGA drive through New York. This wasn't necessarily a protest. This was a show of support for Donald Trump uh, in the summer of 2020. And uh, it looked like this. So listen, you ever seen New York look like that? Does it fill your heart? Does your does it fill your heart when you see MAGA boat parades and when you see Fifth Avenue being completely taken over by MAGA trucks peacefully protesting? Yes, that's our movement. It makes me so happy when I go to a MAGA rally. Like we, we've covered before, we were at Donald Trump's last MAGA rally before the 2022 uh, midterm elections. It's great. The energy is so good. The people are so happy. Everyone's vibing and dancing and having a great time. There are food trucks. We got to fly back from a MAGA rally in Ohio with Donald Trump on his plane to Florida. We did a documentary on it. There was nothing but great energy. Have you been to a MAGA rally before? Have you seen the energy and felt the vibe? It's good energy, man. It's good energy, baby. It's strong. It's beautiful. Don't give them the narrative. Don't behave badly. They'll take one hooligan and then they'll. it's just the way it works, okay? It's, un, it's sad and it's miserable, but it's the way that it works. The system is set against you and we are trying to break the system and we are winning right now. We're winning, but don't let them take one guy or one stupid person or one fed plant, right? Which is probably what it is. Some fed boy, some glowy and make them ruin this whole thing. This great, beautiful movement on behalf of all of us. That's just uh, one man's opinion here, ladies and gentlemen. When MAGA took over New York, it was awesome. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. We can't believe that uh, uh, that that clip exists. They don't want to show you that peaceful, happy, honking MAGA trucks with Trump flags flying on the back of them. People are calling for Ron DeSantis to deploy the National Guard to protect 
uh, Mar-a-Lago from possible arrest and a plan to create a patriot moat around <laughs> Donald Trump's mansion. Now, I don't think that the district attorney in New York has any power, right? You can't just go and arrest a president. So I don't even know how this is going to work. Like, how would this work? How would you go and like arrest Donald Trump with, with secret security? MAGA is a like this is a MAGA fortress, Mar-a-Lago, by the way. Like you don't get in there without multiple uh, very scary big guns being pointed directly at you. You don't get into Mar-a-Lago without going through the Secret Service, guys fully teched out and kitted out. Uh, I don't know how this is possible, how Donald Trump would actually be arrested. We'll see, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see. Ron DeSantis moments ago have a- has actually spoken about this issue. Ron DeSantis is the one that we're going to focus in on here because essentially in 2024, uh, it's a two-man race, really, like if you're just being honest about it and you're reading the polling, even though Donald Trump is up by like 20 points on Ron DeSantis in many polls, uh, it is a two-man race. Ron DeSantis hasn't announced, but Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. So what does he think about this? This is certainly important. Uh, Ron DeSantis has just spoken on this issue, and we'll watch this clip for the first time together. Let's go. Trump indictment, and if you have any role in it, um, if charges are brought on him, will you have any role in extradition to New York? So I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. The the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50 percent of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda. So that's Ron DeSantis talking about a Soros district attorney, talking about the digging up of old bones and of something that is not germane, obviously, to the current uh, political or legal atmosphere. Ron DeSantis has reason to speak like this because it was Ron DeSantis who removed the Soros district attorney from my hometown and essentially just kicked his ass, right? Now, that guy sued Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis won. He has a right to remove these Soros district attorneys. So ask yourself this, if you live inside of a red state, why hasn't your governor removed any district attorney that was elected through and by George Soros. Begin to ask yourself that question. We need to start fighting fire with fire. Uh, Now, Mike Pence is going to be running for president. 
presumably against Donald Trump. Mike Pence has also sounded off on this, saying that these are politically charged accusations against his former boss. Pence, go. I'm taken aback at the idea of indicting a former president of the United States um, at, a, at a time when there's a crime wave in New York City that the fact that the Manhattan DA thinks uh, that uh, indicting President Trump is his top priority, I think, is just tells you everything you need to know about the radical left in this country. It's a, the last five years, the Democrats have been dismantling uh, tough criminal justice in the city of New York. Families are paying the price, and yet this is what we get. It just feels like a politically charged prosecution here. Politically charged prosecution here from Mike Pence, another person who deserves a shout out is Vivek Ronswamy, who has been very, very strong on this all weekend, calling this out for what it is, third world BS. So now you have DeSantis and Pence and Vivek on it. Nikki Haley has announced that she is running for president. To our knowledge, Nikki Haley has not yet made a comment about this. Nikki Haley, of course, her former boss, also Donald Trump, she was appointed United Nations Secretary correction, United Nations diplomat and ambassador from America. Uh, so we're waiting for Nikki Haley to respond here. It's a pretty easy slam dunk. You just got to say that this is completely evil and wrong. What, what, what is this alligator eats us last mentality? Like you're not going to comment on this. I and mean, this is like the easiest thing to defend ever. And they'll come after you next. As soon as they're done with Trump, they'll come after you. And if you don't start fighting back, and if you don't start saying, oh, OK, well, now we're going to put Hillary in jail. Oh, we're going to put Obama in jail. We're going to put Bill Clinton in jail for doing the same thing. If we don't fight fire with fire, if they don't fear you, then this will continue to happen. And then it'll happen to your kids. Then it'll happen to you. Then it'll happen to your family. Imagine what it's like waking up and being a Trump every single morning. This is what their day to day is, but it could be you. Donald Trump is simply a placeholder for you. Donald Trump is a populist placeholder for you. He's a vessel of your opinions and your beliefs. So you may or may not like the way the guy tweets, but his worldview is a vessel for you. So if they'll do it to him, they'll definitely do it to you, ladies and gentlemen. So if Joe Biden can get away with his crimes, well, then what's to stop the next Hunter Biden? And we know their crimes and we know that this is what they're trying to cover up. Top Republican says there could be 11 more deals between China and the Bidens. Claims the first family has received millions from adversaries and Trump's possible arrest is an effort to distract from the Hunter probe. We know it. We know it, ladies and gentlemen. The China money timeline is the new breaking bombshell. Now, what is this proving? This is proving that we are currently run by a regime that would gladly sell America to the top bidder, sell America for parts. The Biden family is a criminal enterprise that has made a bet that the Titanic is going to sink and they better strip all the brass off the Titanic and sell it to our enemies while the ship is still floating. Their goal was to sell out America to our enemies and to get rich doing it. And that is what these documents prove. The China timeline, ladies and gentlemen, is devastating. It is irrefutable. It is based on bank records from Bank of America. And the beautiful thing about each bank transaction, well, there's two nodes in that transaction. And then there's the treasury in the middle of it with a SAR report, suspicious activity report. So you're not going to be able to dodge or lie your way out of this one, Joe. The China money timeline. This is big. Take it away. 
On Thursday, House Oversight Committee Chairman Kentucky Congressman James Comer revealed that in March of 2017, a firm affiliated with CEFC China Energy transferred $3 million to an entity associated with the Biden family partner, Rob Walker. Then in the following three months, more than $1 million of that money was distributed to members of the Biden family in small increments, including to Hunter Biden, the president's brother, James Biden, and his daughter-in-law, Hallie Biden, all receiving payouts. Questions are also arising this morning over the identity of one account labeled simply Biden. So why the hell? And by the way, that other Biden account is going to be Jill. It's going to be Jill. So Jill is going to be hoovering up this communist cash. So why the hell would all these Bidens get in on it? Does Haley Biden, who is the widow of Bo Biden, who then immediately jumped into some type of love nest with Hunter? Great taste in men there, Hallie. Uh, does she speak Mandarin? Is she some international business expert? No, no, and no. This is just money laundering. This is what the mafia does. This is how they're able to wrap up entire mafia families in RICO cases. This is what they, they launder money because it looks bad with Joe Biden getting the three million dollars. So they just they just funnel it out. Right. As a business expense, there's a legal way to pay your family. And then there's an illegal way. Republicans are looking at the illegal ways and now they're getting the bank records. Now, this is utterly devastating. It's the biggest story on the planet. We had to start with Trump because they needed an immediate distraction. The Trump arrest is the distraction. It's the distraction from this, the real biggest story in America, the multiple payments of millions of dollars to the Bidens through the communist Chinese. Go. It's really the first batch of bank records you were able to get because they've been stonewalling you. Are there more? There are many more, Maria. This is one deal. We think there are as many as 11 more deals. Uh, now, we don't know what those deals are. Uh, what the Bidens, you know, in, in the beginning, the White House denied having any uh, knowledge or the fact that their family was involved in any sort of way, shape or form with the CCP. But now we have bank records that reveal otherwise. Uh, we don't know what the Bidens did in return for this money. Uh, the lawyer said that it was seed capital for a business. We haven't been able to find a business, Maria. Uh, we're going to have an opportunity to ask people about that, that were closely aligned with the Biden family. We've talked to them privately. I'm not going to reveal what they say privately, but uh, very soon they'll either be uh, talking to everyone in the form of a deposition or even better in a, in a committee hearing. But right now it looks like uh, the Biden family just pocketed this money. Uh, this is one deal. We have 11 more to go, and I'm pretty confident we'll be getting more bank records in very soon. Friend of the show, James Comer, who I hope is going to come back on this week. He's been on the show for nearly 30 minute long interview, answering all of our questions, really doing the muscular work of oversight there. This is what Congress is set up to do. This is why Congress is Article One and the executive is Article Two. Congress is supposed to be over the executive by design. And if there's anyone who belongs in shackles, it is the Biden family and this crime syndicate that sold out America and not Donald Trump for a payment to a fake porn star for fake allegations with her lawyer in federal prison that Barack Obama, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden all did worse versions of such violations, ladies and gentlemen. Now, why did they have to announce this arrest of Donald Trump this weekend? And again, we're still waiting to see if this will even happen. Why they have to announce it? Well, because when you lose CNN 
on these kind of things. When CNN is saying that the Biden family is corrupt and that these deals are terrible, you know that you've lost. That's panic time, right? And that's where CNN was on Friday. This was what was being broadcast shockingly on the CNN airwaves. They removed the surgical attachment of their lips from the ass of the DNC for just long enough to broadcast this. On a certain level, just as a layperson, you hear this, and it doesn't sound good. Uh, there's a guy whose name is uh, John Robinson Walker. He gets $3 million from a Chinese-based company and proceeds to wire it out to a bunch of people named Biden, one of whom is Hunter Biden. Another one is a company that belongs to the president's brother, James Biden, and another amount of money to Bo Biden's uh, widow, Hallie. So, again, from a layperson, that doesn't look good. So it doesn't look good. CNN is broadcasting that. The people who watch CNN are having their entire world shattered, broken, and destroyed. But luckily, they're able to find the one person who's willing to defend the Bidens in all of this, which is Joe Biden. Joe Biden asked about the bank records showing that this is happening. And what does he do? Oh, I bet you can guess. He lied through his plastic, fake, veneered teeth. Go. Any reaction to House GOP's memo about your family feelings, sir? Any reaction to House GOP's new memo about your family dealings, sir? Family dealings. Yes, you're um, revealing that um, Hunter Biden's business associate sent over a million dollars to three of your family members. Any reaction to that report? Do you have any reaction to the Russian jet that took down the U.S. drone? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's such a dementia patient. So he just looks with that brain damaged look there and he is like slowly backs away. They know they've been caught. I mean, it's like a it's like not even a murder mystery at this point. And Joe Biden denies it, of course. Right. Lying is their native tongue. The reason why they are also so absolutely demonstrably scared of Donald Trump is, of course, polls like this. People of color are the big reason that Donald Trump leads the GOP primary. Now, we're going to be joined here in a second by Rich Barris, who's one, uh, who's our favorite pollster in the country. But he'll be able to illuminate a little more for us. This from CNN. Former President Donald Trump holds an average double-digit advantage on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. That in and of itself is notable. Uh, but this is because uh, Donald Trump is overperforming Republican primary voters of color. Trump was up an average of 55% to 26% uh, with voters of color in the average two polls. Donald Trump increased his vote total among black, Asian, and Latino Americans in 2020, one of the only presidents, I think the only president possibly ever to do such a thing, and then increased also his vote margin as well by some 10 million votes. So all of this, of course, is Donald Trump fighting against gravity itself, Joining the program now, Rich Barris, director of Big Data Poll, who can break it all down for us. Rich, thank you so much. Uh, bombshell show and a lot to get to, but we deeply and uh, deeply, deeply appreciate, obviously, your insight on these things. How is the arrest of Donald Trump uh, polling with the American people? You know, Benny, I had the suspicion that a lot of this was just baked into the cake. I think a lot of people kind of suspected they would never stop going after Donald Trump. 
Look, I'll tell you, Sunday, well, let me back up. In our polling, Donald Trump has hovered a low of 43% in the Republican nomination to a high of about 54, almost 55%. We have not had him as high as some other people. On Sunday, that changed. He took off. That's why I tweeted. You know I don't normally do this. Uh, but when I put out something like that, it's because I'm surprised, right? And I think that uh, some of the other candidates had a chance to handle this better and did not. And it's not my opinion. I think some people misunderstand. When I put these things out there, it's not my opinion. I'm I'm making an observation based on what I'm seeing. And this is very, very clear. And I'm looking today and I'm wondering, will this hold today? He's never hit 60. Will this hold? It's holding. So I, you know, I, I yeah, this is, it's big, Benny. It's big. So big when Elon Musk says you're going to get Donald Trump to win in a landslide because you're proving every criticism he's ever had of the system is correct. Even Donald Trump's bad takes are proven correct when you go after him for such a fraudulent case. Elon Musk is right. You know, and I'll tell you, we're also pulling the head to heads. And yeah. nobody is running as strong as Donald Trump. I hate to tell everybody. I know I got I got people big mad yesterday, but I really, uh, you know, this is tough. I don't know what to say. Tough, uh, you know, I'm tough baloney. I just am showing you what I see. And we also asked a really interesting question, Benny, which is based on what you say, who you're going to vote for in the primary. And we're asking Democrats the same thing. We'll say thinking about the general election, if your candidate does not receive the whatever party nomination, would you vote for the party's nominee, consider voting for the Democratic nominee or not vote at all? And there is a massive chunk of Trump vote that will not vote. They, the, We were just looking at that Harry Enten story. These are working class, they're black, they're Hispanic, and they're working class whites, and they say it's Trump or bust. People are going to see this and um, – you know, Democrats don't have this problem. So Republicans are uh, they have a problem to fix in case they just didn't notice, Benny, from 18 or 2022 that you're missing tens of millions of people when this man is not on the ballot. So they have to figure out a way to move on from him. And instead of whining or putting your fingers in your ear and going, la, 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 I hate Trump. Time to move on. You have to address this. You have to confront this, you know, and, uh, you know, don't attack every pollster that, you know, comes out. I mean, this is not me now. This is everyone. They are all showing this. Harry Enten just wrote an article about this. This is a big deal. It's real. Yeah, we just we just covered that article in the show talking about how the voters of color are the ones who are really uh, booing Trump in these polls. And that he's winning just an absolute preponderance. This should come as no shock, however, to anyone who followed 2020 because Donald Trump increased his margins with nearly every single voter base. Am I wrong? No, even black women, which we didn't see. We saw black men under the age of 45 specifically, even though they they scored, a, they threw a, 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 a lot of signal on social bias. So these were constantly voters who would throw. Uh, it, it, we asked a series of questions. Are you comfortable being honest with a pollster about your political beliefs? About, how about a neighbor? How about a coworker? They would score very high on these social bias indicators. Uh, but then still, we could still notice that many of them were still willing to say, I'm going to vote for Trump this time. 
What we didn't see were black women because they were not willing to say it. They would just score those indicators, but we would still think, you know, black women's one of the toughest demographics for Republicans. So we kind of like shrugged it off, Benny, but then even did better with them. So, I mean, this is how you add so many votes in the five boroughs in New York City. This is how you add so many votes in Chicago. You slice a little bit off that urban vote. And it makes an enormous difference statewide, an enormous difference. So Republicans have to keep that without bleeding everywhere else. And that's the, uh, you know, this constant fighting isn't going to, it's not going to work with these people. They don't like it. They want to know what the party stands for. And they trust Trump, but they don't trust Republicans at all. Right. So it's a two-man race, like just being honest, and we can say it. You, you know, you, you. I mean, you don't necessarily have to agree with us here. It's a two-man race. You tweeted this this morning. Uh, I'm sorry, c- forgive me. Last night to Jonathan Swan as it pertains to DeSantis and quote unquote Trump allies. It's not Trump allies pressuring DeSantis. His own donors and supporters have been blowing me up all day. The polling numbers have taken a dive as it pertains to Donald Trump's. Uh, alleged hypothetical arrest. Can you unpack this for me and what Donald Trump's arrest may or may not mean to the Republican field itself? Okay, so just so people understand, uh, you know, there's a lot of people saying DeSantis is in on this. I'm not I'm not saying the guy's in on it. What I'm saying is it had been and you would be stupid not to make this your strategy or part of your strategy. It had been an argument to donors that this was part of the strategy. If he gets indicted, it's going to hurt him politically. And one donor who kind of, they love Trump's policies, but it's a great example. This this family, it's not even just one donor. It's an entire family. Uh, this is a perfect example. They loved his policies, but Benny, they were tired of the drama, you know, that comes along with Trump. And they were looking for someone who may, you know, stop the boat rocking. Uh, and they were convinced that if he is indicted, it's going to hurt. This is the, this is the message I got from them yesterday. Okay. Let me just pull it up. Where are you? Uh, where are we? Rich is going to read, Rich is going to read the actual message. All right, baby. Actual message. Yep. I'm going to read the actual message. Uh, in America. He, all right. I, oh my God. I can't believe the silence. He might as well not even run anymore. He's destroyed himself. He's going to collapse in the polls. Isn't he? I mean, this is what we heard all day yesterday. And I said, absolutely. I'm watching it right now. Would you like to see, you know, I mean, I'm watching it, Manny. Trump went from two months ago, 40, 43% to the low fifties to mid fifties. And now in the last 48 hours, he's above 60 for the first time ever in our polling. And it is a two man race, but DeSantis has fallen. Now he went from a high of almost 30% in our polling, 29%. He has fallen now all the way, as you can see there to 17.9, by the way, the first 140 interviews today, he's a little less. So is moved up. Vivek, by the way, was shaking the rope, right? (laughs) You have to give it to Vivek. It was smart. He was like, you know, where are you, Ron? Where are you, Nikki? And he was shaking the rope because what DeSantis needs to do is walk walk a tightrope, Benny. It is part of his strategy, but he can't have voters think it is, you know? Right. So Vivek is like, I see you walking that tightrope. Let me help, let me help you out there, Ron. <laughs> right? now, now Vivek is at like four and a half percent. The guy didn't even register in our polling until this weekend. So wow. what does that tell you? People are just looking. Even people are still, you know, not Trumpers, diehard Trumpers. They're just looking for a place to go. And uh, Ron scared some of them. 
He scared him. Interesting. Okay, so final question. You know I'm from Iowa, and so I'm always going to be asking Iowa-focused, New Hampshire-focused, South Carolina-focused questions. Well, how is this going to play? Obviously, you cannot get blown out or you cannot lose those three states, right? You're effectively done. You have to pull off a Joe Biden miracle, right, when the, the betting markets, and then suddenly, you know, machine state South Carolina saves Joe. Joe, like if you start coming in at four and five, you start losing those states. You're done, right? You're just you're finished. And so in Iowa and New Hampshire specifically, what is your prediction of an a an arrest of Donald Trump? What do you think that's going to do for those states specifically? <laughs> you know, it's funny. And you know this being from where you're from. Uh, Iowa has been dominated. That caucus has been dominated by social issues for years and I feel like, uh, you know, talking to some farmers uh, over the last two weeks, he went to Iowa. So, you know, he started getting chatty about that. Uh, there were people on the fence that were like, you know, I, you know, he was great for farmers. I just again, there is this hesitancy with Trump because he does bring a lot of baggage. And I think what happened is that people realize, uh, you know, that maybe I won't get the good without the bad. You know, so yeah. I, I have to think, Benny, 30, 40 years worth of Iowa caucus history tells us that. Roe v. Wade was a big deal. And Trump is the only yes. one who can say, guess what? They can promise you until the cows come home. Everybody has. George Bush did. Even Ronald Reagan did. Right. What a I great point. It. I did it. I ended. I Roe didn't v. even Wade. think about this, Rich. That's a, such a great point. Such a great point. Yes, and I by the way, will they fight with tariffs the way I will fight with tariffs? You know, I mean, yeah. those farmers were cheering him on, you know, like, don't listen to the club for growth crowd. Go after them and negotiate with tariff strategies. And he did it. They love this stuff. I mean, Iowa is not a Republican state, Benny, as you know, it's a trump state. You know, Mitt yeah. Romney would lose the state of Iowa. You know, a technocrat, yeah. free trader would get routed in Iowa against somebody, yeah. uh, you know, in, on did. the Democratic side. Then he did. Right. He lost right. to Mike Huckabee in Iowa. Yeah, exactly. That's and right. then New Hampshire, I think you you really said it is really that nobody likes to back a loser. So as you go on, uh, Joe Biden did this historically, a historically. He did this because Barack Obama was calling every news outlet in the world and saying that the narrative here is that uh, Bernie cannot beat Donald Trump. A socialist can't beat Donald Trump. I need your help with that while I call and threaten Pete Buttigieg to get out of the race. All right. So he was and not only him, but Amy Klobuchar. So they bought Pete. They bought Buttigieg with that's why he's the transportation secretary right now. And he pulled the lever. You know, he pulled the levers that he see is a lot of friends. Obama is still the man in the Democratic Party. So he doesn't even really particularly like Joe Biden, but he wanted his legacy to survive. So or parts of his legacy to survive. So he did what he felt he had to do because he didn't believe Bernie would would win. But Republicans, I'm not sure there's anybody who has that gravitas. If there is, he's in the race. Right. So uh, New Hampshire, I'm not sure I believe the 40-point lead Emerson put out, but I do believe what Emerson wrote, what Spencer Kimball wrote, because I see it myself, Benny. Uh, it's easier to win when you have a base. When you have a, a demographic groups that you can look at and say, these people are not leaving candidate A. They're not leaving candidate B. And if he builds on that, he's going to win. I don't see that for anybody else. For a while, DeSantis had some like educated voters it was not even that he had a dominant lead among them. He didn't. He had a small lead. Even they, they're gone now. So, you know, I know it's a long way to go, Benny, but it's just it's a, it's a lot easier, you know, for the former president. And I don't think um, 
I just don't think this indictment is going to have the effect that so many people banked on. I think that uh, the average American, Benny, feels so under under siege. By the way, do you feel that media, enter- entertainment, culture, uh, and actually, let me give you this verbatim. Uh, where are you? The media and the news industry consists of television, publishing, radio, and print. Specific segments, movies, TV shows, networks, and cable, news, radio, music, newspapers, and et cetera, et cetera. Compared to your own personal beliefs and values, which more closely describes the culture in today's media and entertainment industry? It is neutral to my values. It is hostile to my values. Currently, right now, 58%. It is hostile to my values. People feel under assault. They feel like people are coming for them, you know? And this thing with Trump, I don't know. It just makes it look like he's their guy because he it's happening to him. And once they steamroll him, they're coming for you. Like you, I heard you before, that once they get through Trump, you're all next. We're all next, Benny. We're all next. So I think the voter, the average voter, kind of feels that. I really do. Broken broken windows, man. If it's happening in your city, it'll come to your neighborhood. Just give it time. Broken windows. So ladies and gentlemen, up here on the screen is Rich Barris's Twitter account. You must follow him. 214,000 uh, followers aren't wrong. He's the best pollster in America. Rich, where else can people find your work? Best place, Benny, is locals, peoplespundit.locals.com, because that's where everything disseminates from. But we're on Rumble. We're on YouTube. Uh, you know, we're on after you, actually. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, People's Pundit can, is same thing on Rumble and on YouTube. Inside the numbers, we're going to talk about this a lot more today. We are. All right. All right, baby. The must-follow pollster for 2024. Thank you, Rich, for being on the program. All the best, Benny. See you soon, brother. One heck of a show here, ladies and gentlemen, and if you watch the show regularly, you will see that we have a couple of very special additions inside of the studio, something that we have been working on for a while. We are a firm defender of the First Amendment, obviously, that's what allows us to actually go live every single day, and we appreciate that, and we appreciate you. We are also a firm defender of the Second Amendment, and that is why we have instituted, one, some brand new pieces of, let's call them flow to our studio and also we have of course a we have a a, well we have the uh american flag glock over there and then we have the hold on point to the right direction the firearm wall of glory over here on my left and right hand shoulders respectively we're going to have a regular segment for firearm enthusiasts and gun owners that will happen uh, regularly on Mondays. It's going to be called Monday Gun Day, and we have the provider of our Benny Show Studio Firearms to join us here for our first official Monday Gun Day, Jillian Blitz, owner of Mad Dog Armory here in Tampa, Florida, joins the program now. Love it. Jillian, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. It's been been a lot of wood to chop this morning, so I appreciate your patience. Uh, I wanted to ask you to talk us through some of this new beautiful flair that we have in our shot for our show. We have some beauty shots of these firearms, uh, and we thank you for providing them uh, for our viewing pleasure. Uh, Talk us through what we got here. 
Beautiful. I love it. Thanks for having me, Benny. Uh, so right here we have a Black Rain Ordinance AR-15. So, you know, big and scary, but uh, but it's beautiful. Uh, one of my favorite firearms, uh, Black Rain is an amazing company, and the AR-15 is just classic. Um, the one below it is a Mossberg. I mean, Mossberg's been around a long time. A nice 12-gauge shotgun right there for you in a flat dark earth color. Uh, it's really also very beautiful, at least I think so. Um, and uh, the final one is gonna be your Core Elite AR pistol. Um, and that's the one that's having a little bit of controversy due to the stabilizing yes. brace rule that's coming up. But those three firearms are three of my favorite. And uh, if you're starting a collection, that's the way to go right there. Tell us about this brace rule. We're hearing a lot about it. I will openly tell my audience that I am learning along with you about uh, firearms. I don't consider myself an expert. I want to learn. And so this brace rule is popping up in my feed all oh, like every single morning. And so talk me through what does this brace rule mean? Uh, how is how is an how is a federal agency able to essentially make out of whole cloth uh, a new regulation without Congress? Right. Exactly. Well, this this rule should scare every law abiding uh, gun owner in America. Uh, the Democrats are continually infringing on our Second Amendment's right, Second Amendment rights, and the new ATF rule is just overstepping again. So basically what the stabilizing uh, brace rule is, is that uh, if your firearm has a brace on it, and a brace is basically something that slips around the back of the firearm, um, your arm slips through, and it's Velcroed to your arm, and it's made for people that don't have uh, strength in their arm and helps them hold it instead of having a stop, which is uh, something that you'd have to actually shoulder. Um, and so the ATF decided that it's now going to be illegal for you to have a brace on your firearm. So the one that you have there, the third one down, um, basically you have until May 31st to register that firearm. So this is the first step in registration of firearms. Uh, and basically, SB Tactical, which is the company that's provide is, is the number one provider of these braces, said they sold about 40 million of these braces. So if you don't register your firearm, there's potentially 40 million Americans that will become felons if they don't comply great. with this rule. Yeah, isn't that great? So it's basically great. an accessory on your gun that they're now saying that you either have to register it, forfeit it, or destroy it. Those are your three options. Now, when you were helping us with our uh, gun wall of glory here in the studio, you were talking to me about this brace and how it could be helpful for people who may be in a wheelchair yes. or helpful for someone who may have uh, some type of physical handicap. Can you explain that? Yes, absolutely. So it basically has an opening in, in it. Um, and so you can slide your arm through it and it Velcros on. So it's stable. It's a stabilizing brace. It helps stabilize mm -hmm. the firearm while you're, you're shooting. So basically people that are handicapped or in a wheelchair or have any kind of dexterity things where they don't have a lot of strength, um, a lot of military, prior military that uh, still like to go shooting, but they just can't hold it up properly. Um, the ATF originally said that that was fine and these were legal. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, of course, the Democrats are now in charge. So they, you know, change the rules up and then now say that those are going to be illegal after May 31st if you do not register your firearm with the government. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. when we tell you that what they're doing to Donald Trump, they wish to do to you. Yes. Jillian just 
said you're gonna have 40 million potential felons here this is true this is real and this is happening and it's utterly and completely demonstrably unconstitutional jillian i seeing i'm seeing here behind you it looks like two old shotguns i think that's what joe biden said he wants and that's the only gun he wants for any american to ever be able to have and that you should just walk out on your we don't have that clip but joe biden said famously you should just you should walk out on your porch and blast away right straight into the dark of night do you think that Joe Biden one has ever like, do you think he's ever handled a firearm? Do you think he has any idea what the hell he's talking about? And do, should the people who've lived inside of protective Secret Service bubbles their entire life uh, ever be able to make these laws? They should not. They absolutely should not. And yeah, that that real, it just, it doesn't get old. Just hearing, uh, you know, Biden say to, to shoot your shotgun in the air, you know, into the darkness. Like who, what? Like, do you even know gun safety at all? Like that is so ridiculously unsafe to do. So you would never <laughs> want to do that. Uh, yeah, he's really out of touch. So uh, he's definitely not the one that you want making rules uh, for our Second Amendment rights. Yeah. So we have one final piece of flair in the studio, which is a Glock that is an American yes. flag painted Glock. I think we have some beauty shots of it here. Talk us through this and more importantly, talk us through – I, I want to ask sort of an anecdotal uh, uh, biographical question of you. How how did you get to starting Mad Dog Armory? How did you get to uh, becoming, I would argue, the most successful uh, firearms dealer in the greater Tampa area for sure? Everyone seems to love your product. Uh, what's your story? Thank you. Thank you. So that beauty that you're showing on your screen right now is uh, the most popular handgun in the world, the Glock 19. Um, and that is Cerakoted in uh, American flag, uh, a little bit distressed, and it's really quite beautiful. Um, so I love I love that. Um, so my story, basically, I did not grow up around guns. I'm not prior military. I just wasn't. I grew up in Long Island. That's where I'm from. And uh, just guns weren't a thing. And when I moved to Florida, as you know, the gunshine state, you know, there's gun shops all over and uh, I was just taken back by it and I was frightened by guns. So I started learning and taking classes and teaching and uh, that's how Mad Dog was born. And uh, I'm very excited to be trying to remove any little bit I can do to remove the stigma of guns um, mm -hmm. is why we exist and just educating our community, making uh, our community safer. And uh, Mad Dog is all about basically training and educating uh the communities like i said yeah <laughs> so uh final final comment here uh based on some safety classes that i've taken uh, at at mad dog it seems as though women are far and away as it pertains to new gun owners and concealed carry permit applicants uh women are far outpacing men is that data correct Women are really stepping up and uh, and ladies, you just keep going. Uh, it's great because, uh, you know, we're targets of crime, of course, as as our men. Um, and after COVID lockdowns and riots happening, um, it really opened Americans eyes as to who is actually responsible for your safety. And that's you. Uh, so whether you're a single woman or you're married, you still need to know how to defend yourself. Um, so it's really important for the American people to get training, get educated on their self-defense options um, and, you know, train and, you know, it's a good time, as you know. <laughs> yes, 
I mean, I think that every, like, <laughs> isn't that isn't that what we hear often from the left or from both sides politically, right? Like, we want you to be able to defend yourself. We want disadvantaged people to feel strong and to, to feel empowered in society. Well, you want to feel empowered? Carry around one of these babies. Jillian, thank you so <laughs> yes. much for being on the program. We are honored to have you assist us in flair. Ladies and gentlemen, watch. We'll, we're going to we're going to cycle things out. We're going to change stuff. It's going to be really exciting. And um, we're huge yeah. supporters of you, Jillian, and huge supporters of the Second Amendment. God bless you. God bless. Thank you so much. Monday gun day, ladies and gentlemen, Monday gun day. You know, in Switzerland, they have compulsory military service. And so everybody has to go into the military and then you get to keep your kit your entire life. So essentially every household in Switzerland has a firearm in it. How's that for liberal European country? Like that, that makes for a very peaceful society, actually. If you check crime rates in Switzerland, uh, so everyone goes and serves in the military and then everyone gets to keep their kit. It's pretty awesome. It's kind of, kind of sounds amazing. Maybe we, maybe we should think about that uh, here. How much more safe would our streets be, I think, uh, if everybody had firearm training? Unfortunately, in Switzerland, they do have other problems, including their largest bank, who has been sold essentially for parts. Credit Suisse was sold for $2 billion to the Bank of England, welcomes the news of the rescue. Uh, Swiss scrambled to stop the irreparable economic turmoil, just in case you're wondering why they're planning on arresting Trump. They're planning on arresting Trump because they're finally over the target with Joe Biden's crime family and because Joe Biden and these imbeciles have collapsed our banking industry. And, well, I think things are going to get worse. And as things get worse... Ladies and gentlemen, it is important for us to understand exactly where our strength comes from, where truth comes from, and where our confidence comes from. That is why every single show we end with a Bible verse. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible verse of the day from John. Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. Well, that's a pretty important little lesson, right? So why don't you check? Check the fruit of the tree that you're eating. Is it good or is it evil? Are people behaving in an evil manner? Well, then maybe they haven't seen God. Is Joe Biden for abortion at all stages of pregnancy, including after the child has been born? Yup, he has. Is that evil? Yup, it is. So it doesn't matter what he says about his faith. What are his actions? What are people's actions? Ladies and gentlemen, remember, However, that these people who think they're in charge, they're not. They're actually not. God's in control, and you can rest easy, easy and breathe. Your ancestors had hard times. You'll have hard times. We'll have hard times. That's guaranteed. What is also guaranteed is our salvation and our victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. So remember that. Make that a little feather in your cap. And walk with your head upright and your chest out. And know that that victory is ours because we structure our lives correctly. God, family, country. That is how we structure our lives on this show because, well, it's important to have priorities. And those are our priorities. Thank you so very much for watching. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.